Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor, and with me is a special guest. We've got uh, special guests more now than usual because uh, Stan Fowler hopefully is recovering. We pray that he will. But uh, sitting in for Stan is Bob Howard. Bob, uh, welcome to Thinking About It. Glad to be here. I don't really feel like a stand-in for Stan, but... Well, you'll do just fine. I know that <laughs> you actually listen to our podcast. You're one of the one of the faithful few uh, who tune in. And uh, every once in a while, uh, you weigh in on a subject and you write something that uh, Dave and I uh, have read and we get back to you. But we appreciate you doing that. We don't get a lot of that kind of thing. But one of the issues that um, concerns all of us and, and you in particular is um, how a church manages gifted people, uh, human resources, spiritual resources. And uh, at what point does a church need to actually hire uh, staff to manage volunteers? And you'll, we were just talking a little bit offline how back in the day, uh, a different world, very few churches had multiple staff, even large churches uh, would have one pastor, maybe part-time secretary. I remember the days when youth pastors were, were a novelty in some of the larger churches. And so we want to talk about uh, what happened. Uh, are, do, does there need to be a course correction in uh, what, it, what our default is in hiring people? And what, at what point do you justify uh, hiring a staff? Can we talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy who likes to make models. You know, I think of, take the reality, simplify it so that I can, can understand it, see how the pieces fit together. And that often works well. It helps. But the real world is pretty complex. So I, I do tend to oversimplify so bear that in mind. But I, I compare a situation between one person working 40 hours a week and on the other hand, 10 people working each four hours a week. So you have the same total amount of time uh, contributing to the ministry of the church. But which would we prefer? Well, obviously, an awful lot depends on it. But I, I, I do see if you've got the 10 people You've got 10 people who are deeply committed to the ministry, 10 people who are recognizing their dependence on God, 10 people who are praying uh, considerably uh, for the work. And, and the Holy Spirit gives gifts to every one of us. You've got 10 people using the gifts that they've been given mm -hmm. for the common good. Mm -hmm. and, and all that seems really positive. I can see, on the other hand, some reasons why the one staff member would be better. But lots of times I think that if we could get the number of volunteers, yeah. then that's going to be a, a win for the, for the church as a whole and for the specific people who are doing the volunteering. Yeah, I don't know what to, th what to think of this, but over my years in church ministry, I remember, for instance, caretaking. Um, let's do it ourselves. Let's just get <laughs> families and, and they'll do it. And 
Uh, we tried to do that, but the quality would change. And some families would say, oh, we can't do it this week. And it, it just didn't work uh, consistently. And is, is that because people don't have um, the, the commitment they need? Or is it just impractical to think that something like that can be done uh, without a dedicated uh, daytime uh, worker? I, maybe you don't have an answer for that, but that's been my experience. Yeah, you know, in our society, volunteer work is considered way down the list. I've got my, I've got my job, you know, my, I'm being paid to do this. I've got to do it. got to show up. Even if I don't feel well, I've got to show up and do my work. But on the other hand, the stuff that I do as a volunteer, well, if I can't do it, I can't do it. You know, I think that's really almost putting things upside down. If, if what we're doing, we're called by God to do, then how can you put something above that? Yeah, well, I know volunteers who aren't like that. Like, I was in Little Theater, and it was a lot of volunteer people. And man, like, they were into it. They, were, mm-hmm. they loved it, but they memorized their lines better than I did. They, they, they showed up, they stayed late, and the, it was being led by, led by volunteers. Yeah. So in the world's sphere, there are volunteers who step up and are faithful. Why? I think the church needs to be at least that zealous when it comes to volunteerism. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And maybe it's, maybe it's part of setting expectations. Maybe, maybe we're afraid that if we set the expectations too high, we'll get no volunteers. Right. Now, you... Uh, I don't know exactly what you were, but you were president of the Canadian Actuaries Association, something like that, right? That was that was actually a volunteer role for a, it was a a three year term. Okay, I was so you, I was president elect, then president, then past president. All right, and uh, you you worked for a large um, insurance company here in yep. the city. Yeah, and they supported me in that, and it was really great. And at what point in business like that would, would a business whose concern is with a bottom dollar, they don't hire just because it's fashionable. They, mm-hmm. they hire with expectations. And what, if you can just share, when, when corporations like that hire, what, what are they, at what point do they need to hire? What are they looking for? We didn't talk well, about this before. Yeah, they're looking, they're looking at uh, uh, the work that needs to be accomplished. Uh, things where there really isn't any choice. Uh, they don't have enough people to do all the work, then they're going to have to hire. Uh, there are times, too, when they see, well, we're not doing any of that now, but there's a great business opportunity. Uh, we, we can't start up based on what we have. We're going to have to hire six new people to do that. But if we do that, we're going to you know, make, a, make a bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll... It's, it's strictly a matter of, of what's the return on investment. That's usually what's, what drives okay. it. Okay. Do you think churches hire when they don't need to? Well, need to is a tough question, too. Uh, if you've got something that you know that God is calling you to do, and you can't get the people within the the church to step forward and do it. But you, know, you, you say, well, God has called us to do that. We've got to do it. We don't have a choice. 
if the only way to get it done is to hire, then I guess we better hire. Uh, but is but there a better way to get it done? Like, is it? I, I'm I'm thinking that if you have the wherewithal, like many of our churches do in in the global north, um, resources. Although we complain, not really a great problem. Um, and sometimes it's just easy to hire someone. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the, the mindset of our of our culture that it's it's easier to hire somebody else to do it. I'll give you my money, not my time. Yeah, yeah, I think there is some of that. Um, some things, it's it really is valuable to have a large number of people actively involved. But on the other hand, there are situations where it wouldn't work well. I I, I don't think we would do as well if we found ten people who would alternate every tenth week preaching on Sunday and not having uh, having you on our staff. I think that would be a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for that one. Do you think if, uh, if a church hired leadership that volunteers would be more inclined to rise up knowing that they have that kind of uh, support and, and training? Is, is that a, a factor in determining we need to hire so that we'll get that outcome? You know, I think it's probably more a matter of casting a vision. I, for people to see that, uh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Almost nobody will know that I'm doing it, but God will know. And this is going to affect the kingdom. There are going to be some really positive things that, that, uh, that won't be known in this life. But I'm a part of that. And I just can't imagine giving myself to something better than that. If, if, if people could cast a vision like that, I think we'd see a lot more volunteers. So we're talking more, not, not just I'm going to live for God in the workplace and just be a, a godly Christian. We're, we're talking about working within the ministries of the church, giving time mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not trying to downplay the significance of living for God wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think every, every job is, is uh, as much a, a sacred job as any other. Amen. I know some churches that say if our goal will be to get everybody in the community living for God and we'll minimize our programs. We won't have any programs because um, vitalized believers in the workplace, that's our program. I don't know where that works. I, I know it's a theory out there. And, of course, we all want people to be witnesses in their workplace. But there's the expectation that uh, the church as an organization will uh, develop programs that are going to in, involve volunteers who need to be led. And now it's, it's a little bit of a, um, an enterprise, a spiritual enterprise for which there are leadership skills that are necessary, and time that is that is uh, required, and you've got homes now where moms are working, dads are working, and people honestly say, "I just, just take my money. I'll, I'll pray for you, but I don't have the time for this." Mm. I'm not always buying that, but I, I think, I think that's what we're up against, and it's up to us yeah. to inspire people. To say, "No, you. This is so exciting. You're going to want to display some of that stuff." so that you can have a piece of this ministry 
and uh, the, and you'll do it with joy and enthusiasm. And maybe we haven't inspired people with the joy of being in partnership with with God. Yeah, and I I, I think you may be right. That's that's kind of consistent actually with what uh, Paul says about the uh, that. Um, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Mm-hmm. Why? For the equipping of the saints. Mm-hmm. So you need to have somebody who's the doing, the, who's casting the vision, who's training people to do things well. But it's 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 all the people that need to be involved in the work of of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've you've you have to have both sides. Well. The, the these are interesting days. I know here at Grandview, um, we will bring in from outside, and, and we've got a good staff too, but we'll, we'll bring in um, someone from Heritage, for instance, and just give them an honorarium uh, so that they can teach high-quality uh, teaching in our, in our uh, church here. And I, I think that's, if, if you're not inclined to hire staff, that's the kind of thing uh, churches can do if they feel that they need to uh, supplement their teaching in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, we're almost out of time. And I just want to uh, invite you just to say, what would you say to churches that um, have not thought carefully through it, but they're just thinking, oh, we need to hire someone to get some work done? Yeah, I, th- I think that in, in, in many cases, they've got the, the people and the gifts that are needed to do it. It's a matter of, of mobilizing the people. But there are times when you need that, uh, that person with the depth of understanding to train people, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to get them excited about what they're doing, to encourage mm-hmm. them, uh, to organize them. Mm-hmm. And then you can multiply the work many times over. Right. And I believe that there are people like yourself who in business have uh, outstanding skills, uh, leadership skills, and so on and so forth. And uh, if you present the need and you call these people up, so it's a place where you can use that skill in church, we might be surprised at the level of competence we can get in, in management within the church. But sometimes we have not because mm-hmm. we ask not and we take a different route. So, uh, Bob Howard, we're out of time. Uh, this, has been, this is a 15-minute podcast, and uh, I hope those of you who are listening um, have been encouraged uh, by the truth that God gives to the churches what they need to accomplish the job, and the best thing a pastor can do is to equip saints for the work of the ministry. Thanks for listening to us in our Thinking About It podcast. I'm Bob McGregor, and until next time, I'm Bob Howard, who may or may not be with us next time, but we, you never know. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Bob, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>